this sicha, in addition to being a sicha on the parsha of the week, it's also a siyam of a sechta babakama, a siyam that Rebbe made in connection to Chafav, the yard site of his father, Rebbe Levi Yitzchak. Now, in the parsha we have that the Ebishter says to Moshe Rabbeinu about psalacha, about carving out for himself two luchais, like, a second set of luchais, like the first set of luchais. The Gemara learns from the words psalacha, that hapsoilas, the psoilas, the leftover of the stone, Yeshalcha, will belong to you, to Moshe Rabbeinu. Now the Rebbe connects this with a mission in the end of Baba Kama. In the end of Baba Kama, there's a mission that discusses halachas in regards to a worker that's working for a balabais, for his owner. And as he's working in, in the particular item, there may be some leftover, some little bits and pieces that fall off that remain from the item. Who does it belong to? Does it belong to the employee? Does it belong to the employer? So for example, one of the examples given is a carpenter is um, working in wood and there's some sawdust. So if it's just little sawdust, it's going to belong to the worker, to the employee. On the other hand, if he's chopping with a axe, and there is bigger pieces, it's going to belong to the owner. So there's a, a few different halachas that we discuss over there, different cases, different kinds of things. And then the Mishnah concludes that if he's working not in his own workplace, but he's working by the Balabais, he's working in the Balabais's house, then even if it's something as small as little tiny sawdust, it will also belong to the Balabais, to the owner. In connection to this, the Gemara brings a Baraisa and says, Tanu Rabbonon, Mesatse Avonim, those that chisel stones. And again, there's little bits of stone falling off. Ain Bahamishim Gezel, there's no concept of Gzela, the, the worker could definitely keep it. Now, in connection to this, there's a Rashima uh, that the Rebbe Rashab wrote from a Siyum that the Rebbe Maharash made on the the Rebbe Rashab's brother of Menachem Mendel, the Rebbe Marash's son, made a siyum of Baba Kama, and the Rebbe Marash said something by this siyum. And he asked the following question, why does Moshe Rabbeinu need to be told, Psalucha, that you're allowed to keep the psalus, you're allowed to keep the leftovers? Seemingly, by stones, we just said, there is no concept of gzela, because it's completely hefker, they have absolutely no chshivas at all. So why does he even need to be told you're allowed to keep the psalus? So speaking about stone. The Rebbe Marash answered, because in this particular case, it wasn't ordinary stone. It was a precious stone called Sanpirin. And therefore, because it's even the leftovers, it's Hashem, it's important. He needs to be told you're allowed to keep it. Now generally, there's actually a machloikas where Moshe Rabbeinu carved out the luches from. One opinion says it was from under the Kisei Akavoid. Another opinion says that Ayibishta created a mine of this precious stone in Moshe Rabbeinu's tent. The Rebbe says seemingly, according to the opinion, that he made it up above Mitachas Kisei Akavoid. There wouldn't even be a question why Moshe Rabbeinu needs to be told you're allowed to keep the leftovers, because then he's working, so to speak, in the owner's house. So then, of course, he needs to have permission to take the leftovers. It's only according to the opinion that says he did it down here in his own tent. Here we have a question. Why does he need to be told he's allowed to keep the leftovers? Stone, you're allowed to keep the leftovers. So the Rebbe Marash answers because it was a precious stone. This Rishima goes on and says that the Rashbats, a of the Rebbe Marash, asked seemingly 
to Hashem, even a precious stone is completely insignificant. Why does he need permission to take it? And the Rebbe Maharash answers, but he, Moshe Rabbeinu made it down here, Lamato. Implying, I guess, the idea that down here, Lamato, we do look at differences between precious stone and simple stones. And the Rebbe Maharash continues, because this, if the things that happen, Lamaila, in the ones of Lamaila, there wouldn't have been any psoilus, there's no leftovers. Fine. Now, the Rebbe says, L'chayra, we need to understand. When Moshe Rabbeinu is carving the Luchas, even if he's doing it down here, Lamato, it's always working within Hashem's domain, within Hashem's possession, within Hashem's house, so to speak. La Hashem Hashem owns everything. And therefore, even if it's simple stone, seemingly the leftover little chips belong to Hashem, and therefore he should still need extra special permission to be able to take it. So why does the Rebbe Maharash need to say, because it was an Evan Toiv, because it was the Sanpir in a precious stone? Now, even though you might say, well, to Hashem, nothing is really significant at all, but we go back to the Rebbe Maharash's expression. Moshe Rabbeinu, at the end of the day, did it down here, Lamato, and here we do look at things the way they are viewed and the dinim, the way they apply down here, Lamato. The Rebbe brings the example when it comes to a mitzvah, we are told to do it from the best things of our Gashmis. We don't say it doesn't matter to Hashem. So therefore, once again, since these stones are being made in the domain of Hashem, Hashem owns the whole world, and we said that if it's in the domain of the Balabais, then he minds even about the little chips, he wants to keep them. So why are we saying that it's only because it's a precious stone he needs permission, and if it would be a simple stone, he wouldn't need permission. So the Rebbe explains this based on the way this halacha is brought in the Beraisa that we quoted before, and how the same din is brought in a Toisefta. In the Beraisa, it makes the following distinction. There's stones, it says, there's no gzela. Then it starts speaking about pruning trees and grapevines and other things. And we say it depends whether the Balabayas cares about those things. Then you're not allowed to take them. If the Balabayas doesn't care, you could take them. That's the Beraisa. In the Toisefta, the same halachis are brought, but it's brought all together. Stones, trees, everything we say, it depends whether the Balabayas cares or not. So again, according to the Beraisa, it seems to be there is no theft at all when it comes to the little bits and pieces of the stone. According to the Toisefta, it depends what the, what the Balabayas cares about or not. What do we, it, let's first summarize where we're up to right now. There are clearly things that everyone agrees that the worker would be allowed to take. Again, let's speak about a little sawdust or whatever it is. Sorry, let's start off with the things that he's definitely not allowed to take. There's the pieces that were chopped off with an axe or whatever it is. They're bigger pieces. Of course he's not allowed to take them. There are things that he's definitely allowed to take. Let's say the sawdust or whatever it is. Then we said, there are things that depends. Does the Balabayas care about it or not? And then we have stones. And here we're going to see now that there's a difference in stone. There seems to be a difference. The Beraisa and the Toisefta make a difference in the Beraisa. Just says clearly there's no theft. You're definitely allowed to take it. The Toisefta is saying it depends whether the Balabayas cares or not. How do we understand this? So the Rebbe first looks on the explanation of what's generally the difference between Beraisa and Toisefta. Beraisais are things that were learned outside the base Medrash of Rebbe. That's actually why it's called Beraisa. It's from the word of, it means outside. In fact, many of them were even learned in Bavel, taught in Bavel. Toisefta, on the other hand, are things that Rabchia learned in front of Rebbe. Rebbe was telling him what to write down. Explanations, further explanations on the Mishnah. Now, Rebbe is in Eretz Yisroel. 
So these are things clearly in Eretz Yisroel. So now let's look at the difference between Eretz Yisroel and Bavel. One of the differences is, we know from the story of the tower that was built in Bavel, there were no stones there, they used bricks. On the other hand, in Eretz Yisroel, it's described as Eretz Asher Avonel, Barzel, a land of stones, of, of the, they use stones for many, many things. Says the Rebbe like this, in Bavel, where the Beraisa is written, there is no stones, they don't use stones, it's a little tiny chip of a stone, who is even looking at it, who is even caring about it? And therefore, inherently, there's absolutely no gezel in it at all, there's zero gzela in it at all. And that's why, in the Beraisa, it just says, ain't by mishum gezel, they're completely, completely hefker, there's nothing to talk about. Whereas, in Eretz Yisroel, with a used stone, so therefore a little bit of chipped stone might have some chashivas, and we need to see, does the Balabayas care about it, or does he not care about it? Again, in Bavala, it wouldn't even matter if he cares about it, we would just say, we don't even count his opinion, it's just an essence hefker. They just belong to no one to, for, uh, straight from the outset. Now let's look where Moshe Rabbeinu is doing the luchais. This is in the Midbar. In the Midbar is again a place that they're definitely not using stone, they're not building things out of stone, they're not using stone. And this is why the Rebbe Marash is asking, why does Moshe Rabbeinu need to be told you're allowed to keep the little chips if they have absolutely no chshivas at all? They're completely hefker. As the Rebbe Marash uses those words, Shehem hefker klal, they have absolutely no chshivas, no importance. And that's why he needs to answer, oh, in this case it was a precious stone, and therefore you need special permission. The Rebbe now gives another explanation of why Moshe Rabbeinu needs a special command to be told that he's allowed to take the psoilus. Another way of looking at this whole thing is, is not because if otherwise it belongs to Hashem, but otherwise it belongs to Klal Yisrael. We know that all of the things of the Mishkan, the Aroin, and all of the other things need to be given over in a way that it belongs to Klal Yisrael. So the Luchais also belong to Klal Yisrael. So if that's the case, you might say, the leftovers belong to Klal Yisrael, and this is why the Abish needs to tell Moshe Rabbeinu, you're allowed to keep those leftover little bits and pieces. The Rebbe now looks at the Chassidus of this idea, of the, on the one hand, the Luchais belong to the Yidin, but the Psoilas, this leftover, belongs to Moshe Rabbeinu. And the Rebbe says that the Gemara tells us that both the Psoilas, the leftovers of the Luchais, belong to Moshe Rabbeinu, as well as the concept of pulpula doiraisa, the pilpul aspect of Torah, was also given specifically to Moshe Rabbeinu. What's the connection between these two things? We had earlier in the Rishim of the Rebbe Marash where he says that those things malamaila don't have psoilus. In other words, there's Torah the way it's given from above. Or for example, the first set of luchais, we said, we say by the first set of luchais didn't even have the concept of a back, whichever way you looked at it was only front. There's no psoilus, there's no leftovers. Then there's Torah, the way it comes down here, Lamata, which is generally the second set of Luchos. And the second set of Luchos, what do we say happens with the second set of Luchos? Now, this explains to us, there's a concept already of different levels within Torah. It's not Kuloi Ponim, it's not all front, there's also back, there's lower levels, there's concealments. We need to have the concept of Yigiyah in Torah, of working hard in Torah, toiling in Torah. That's all like a concept of Psoilus, almost like leftovers. But really, through the through this concept of this 
idea with his concealments and lower aspects of Torah that causes us to work harder, to have Yigiyah in Torah, which is the idea of pilpul of Torah, and really through this pilpul of Torah we come to the etzel of Torah, to the essence of Torah. This is the idea, on the one end there's psoilas, on the other end this itself is really getting us to pilpul of Torah, which is going to get us to the deepest part of Torah, that's the connection between these two things that were given to Moshe Rabbeinu, but Moshe Rabbeinu acted in a very, very generous way with these things, and he shared them with all of Klal Yisroel as well.